What have you been feeding yourself lately? I'm not talking about the food on your plate, although that's important too. I'm talking about your social media newsfeed. We rely on the internet to keep us connected during this time when we can't be face to face. But what you read and see impacts how you see yourself and how you teach. So, is your social media making you sick? We're about to find out on episode three of the next chapter for teachers podcast. Being a teacher isn't what it used to be. The good news is you don't have to figure it out all on your own. If you're looking for truth, inspiration, and tips for success in the classroom and beyond, you're in the right place. It's time to turn the page to the future of the profession. This is the next chapter for Teachers Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Erin Spinagle, and thank you for listening to Episode 3 of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. Today, we're talking about social media and how it impacts your life and practice as a teacher. It was an important topic before COVID hit and is even more so now. We are online like never before, not just to teach our students, but to communicate with one another search for ideas, inspiration, shop. The virtual world has become a necessity while the physical world is not fully available or safe to us. Now, before I go any further, let me say, there is a lot to gain from the ideas and connections we form online. The technologies, apps, and programs, such as this podcast, that we have at our fingertips today are making this season of life much more doable than had it occurred 10, 15 years ago. I share more about this in the Thrive Guide, Beginning a Teaching Career in Uncertain Times, which you can download at www.aaronspinagle.com. But the volume of information we are consuming and the amount of time we are spending in isolation are cause for a pause. It's how we are internalizing what we are reading and viewing at what is for many of us the lowest point of our careers or lives that we need to take a look at. Social media is not only our place to connect, but where we go for ideas, curiosity, and boredom. It's easy to fall down the rabbit hole of viewing glossy feeds, stylized photos, and catchy quotes. The longer you scroll, the harder it is to separate it from reality. I'll share a personal experience from three years ago. I was on Instagram after a long day at school in the spring, and we all know what students are like around spring break. It's pretty trying. I was tired and I was feeling pretty defeated in several areas of my life, not just at school. Then, 
I came across the quote on someone's grid. I can even remember it was in black and white in a very trendy font, and it read, If you're not giving your students your best, don't expect them to give you theirs. It pierced my heart because I was going through a difficult experience personally where I felt devoid of energy and unable to be the teacher I wanted to be for my students. I could not give my students my best. Reading that message, although not intended directly for me, made me feel even more hopeless and negligent as a teacher. Now, in hindsight, I can see the fallacy of that quote. Because as adults, with many responsibilities and demands outside of teaching, there are many times when we can't be our best, especially right now. And just because you can't be your best teacher self doesn't give your students a free pass to misbehave or not to try to complete their work. We know that our students can't always do their best because of what's going on in their lives either. It's a two-way street. But back to how this relates to what you're feeding yourself on social media. What you see in posts on Facebook and Instagram or any other outlet you use, those are just the ones that I'm familiar with, is not the whole picture of that person's life, much less yours. You have to keep in mind these three things. Number one, we're all in different stages of our lives. Our chapters may be similar in some instances, but they have some different settings, plots, and especially characters. Someone just starting out in their teaching career or just beginning life on their own is going to have a different perspective than someone who has been in the classroom a while and has experienced more of life. That's not to say that's a bad thing. It's just the truth. You don't know what you don't know. But before you take something you read or see to heart, remember that. Number two. Another thing to remember is that many people, including teachers, use social media to connect with potential customers and clients. Social media has changed the advertising and marketing game. And again, that's not a bad thing either, because I am a big supporter of small businesses and run one myself. It's a great way for people to get to know you in your platform or product. I mean, that's how you probably found this podcast, social media. But remember, when people want you to know, like, and trust them, they're going to sell the best version of themselves. You're not likely to see the messy tables, wrinkled clothes, and dark circles because that doesn't make the best advertisement. Number three. Along with that, the third thing is that you aren't seeing that person's entire story. Even when people share things about their lives that aren't so glamorous or aren't so great, it's often getting shared through a filter. Literally. It looks better than what it really is, and there's bound to be more there than what you see. 
in a way, that's good. Because I believe even when you are trying to connect with people and be real, that certain elements of our lives need to be unapologetically closed off to others. Not every aspect of my life is for public consumption. Sorry, not sorry. But see what you see for what it is. The highlight reels, the filters, the poses, even the feet up Fridays with the cute shoes. It's feet up Friday because that's cuter to look at than frazzled hair on a Friday afternoon. You know? So are you ready to clean up what you're feeding yourself on social media? The first step is to determine what is making you sick. That's an acronym. S-I-C-K. If the things on your social media diet are making you sick, it's time to unfollow, block, if you'll still be tempted to look them up, or unsubscribe. Even if it's me that's making you feel that way. I certainly hope not, but I would understand. Let's begin. Let's start with S in sick. The S stands for sad. Depression and anxiety are running rampant right now. And our executive function has been taxed to the max as this pandemic has played out. If scrolling through your newsfeed of other teachers' brightly lit classrooms, engaged students, colorful commentary is making you feel even more blue than you already may be, you've got to do something about it. Don't keep consuming things that make you sad. Protect your mental health at all costs in this season. The I in sick is for imitate. There are many great ideas that I have gained from Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube over the years, but you have to put those ideas in the context of who you are as a person and a teacher, as well as who your students are and their individual needs. As I like to say, Pinterest isn't pedagogy. In fact, I remember the days of teaching where we didn't have Pinterest to look through for ideas. We had to look within ourselves to come up with creative and different ways to reach our students. And that is still possible. You have good ideas all on your own with no prompting from the internet. If you feel that you have to be just like someone else, don't. Your students are different. Your teaching style is different. Your way of adapting your classroom environment to 2020 is unique to you. If you feel you have to be someone else, it's time to unfollow. Because we need you just as you are. On to C. Compare. It goes along with imitate, but it's a little different. There is a saying that goes, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's no lie. We've all done it. We've scrolled and said, I'm not as accomplished as her. I never look like that at the end of the day. I don't do those kind of activities with my students. The end thought is always something to the effect of, 
she's great and I'm not. It's a deep pit that we fall into with comparison. And the farther you go down, the harder it is to climb out. It goes back to that you don't see that person's entire life, entire story. And that person may very well be doing the same thing after she posts, looking at other people's feeds and thinking how she's not good enough. If what you are consuming has you pitting yourself against a filtered reality, it's time to let comparison stop stealing from you. And last, the K, keep you from taking action. Total defeat, overwhelm, hopelessness. I'm not talking about 2020. I'm talking about just feeling in complete despair over what you read and watch on social media. It's the feeling that there is no use in even trying. You could never be like that. Or you are a failure before you even start. Just being in complete paralysis from all those that seem to be ahead of you. We can't live that way. We can't live in defeat or think our ideas or dreams are unattainable because of people who are great at editing photos, writing copy, and ultimately selling themselves, not putting themselves out into the digital beyond. Again, that's not a bad thing. Just see it for what it is. This year has brought enough despair and distress for several lifetimes. If your social media feed makes the words never, impossible, or not me creep into your heart, clean it up. So that's sick. Sad, imitate, compare, keep you from taking action. Now, in contrast... Let's talk about what can make your social media feed well. Another acronym, W-E-L-L. Connecting online is here to stay. I'm not here to knock it by any means. Just think it shouldn't control our self-esteem. So here's what can stay in your feed with well. The W stands for want to take action instead of What keeps you from taking action with sick? We all need people who motivate us to be the best versions of ourselves. And there is a difference between motivation and imitation or comparison. At a time where we've lost our normal and every day seems to blur into the next, sources of initiative are much needed. If it boosts your morale, makes you excited for the next day, or keeps you putting one foot in front of the other, by all means, keep that on your feed. The E is for empower. And this is very important because even pre-pandemic, it was easy to feel as an educator that the big decisions are out of your control. However, you do have more control over your life and your classroom than you think. It just often takes bold, empowered people 
to help us see it for ourselves. A favorite saying I have come across is, when you start seeing what you're worth, you stop giving people discounts. Meaning, when we recognize how worthy we are of respect and happiness, you won't permit others to do and say things that take that away from you. People that make you see your options and your value in the classroom and in your life are keepers. The first L in well is for look forward to. Do you always anticipate when someone is about to put out new content or scroll for a certain account because you figure it out they usually post on a certain day? I personally look forward to getting an email every Sunday night from one of my favorite bloggers and podcasters because of her encouraging, realistic perspectives on education. We all need things to look forward to and be excited about right now when we can't get out and engage in person. And the second L stands for like yourself. I'd go for love yourself, but that's a tall order for a social media poster or influencer to fill. People who make you feel good about yourself and make you smile are who we all need to aspire to be, if not online, then in real life. We could all use a jolt of joy right now. There's an account I follow that's pretty much all quotes that lift me up. If someone resonates with you, gets you with their posts and messages, keep those accounts around. So that's well. Want to take action, empowered, like yourself, and look forward to. Quickly, before we end, not only are we the consumers of content, but we are also the producers. If you are someone that posts on social media channels, think about what you are putting out there and its intent. I'm not saying walk on eggshells, but what we all need to think about is the why and the what behind our communications. Is your post going to make someone sick or well? It's worth considering especially when many of us are feeling a little fragile and insecure about the future. Ultimately, we are all responsible for our own happiness. But with the way that the online world has become ingrained in our reality, we need to take steps to process the content we're taking in so that it builds us up instead of tearing us down. To review, we're all in different stages of our lives that influence our views and what we post. Social media is a modern means of marketing, and the same advertising techniques that are used in traditional media apply. Remember, you are viewing someone's highlight reel, not their everyday life. Take a moment over the next few weeks or the next time you tap on Facebook or Instagram to look at if your newsfeed is making you sick or well. 
Think about who you want to be when the chaos of COVID is over. And make sure it's reflected in your social media diet. That's all for this episode of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave a rating, subscribe, and give a review. Join us next time when we turn the page to the future of the profession. Until then, I'm Erin Spinagle, reminding you to be different, but more importantly, be the difference. And I'll see you in the next chapter.